Well, so I was thinking everything that you've written on the board, all right, or written in the book, is filled with so much nuance, right, that people who have not been exposed to even a quarter of what you've been exposed to training-wise in your career cannot possibly pick up all the things that you're meaning from what you say. I forget who said it on the board. They said, you know, Rip and Jordan are both very careful with what they write. And it's like, well, yeah, because there's so much new, like, there's just experience packed into every statement. There's layers of complexity that you'll have to tease out if you're not, if you don't have the same experiences that we have, right? So that's why when you, you type something and someone re responds back, they've only got it on a superficial level. It's the right. first time through. And then you're like, well, why don't you get it? And it's like, well, on the one hand, yes, they're, it's they're, they need to be the one going through and getting it themselves um, unless they're paying you to right, right. <laughs> take their hand and walk, walk, walk them through it. Um, but what you and I do or you know, what all the coaches do is basically just we cut off the learning curve. Like any question that you've ever had, we've already been there because we fucked it up. Right. Like that's why. Making that, the mistakes is how you learn to not make the mistakes. Right. And this is why we're going to tell you not to buy this type of shoe. This is we're gonna, you're not going to do this on your second day when you go to squat because we've already done it. We messed it up, or we've messed it up with another person. So not for you. Well, it's like watching Deadwood through the first time. <laughs> you, you only get the. You yeah. only got about twenty five percent of it. Sure. You know, it's just going so going by so fast that uh, it takes a couple of exposures. Yeah. This is another reason why. Uh, it makes sense to hire somebody to help you with your training because uh, there's a lot of ways, uh, a lot of ways to screw this up. And in fact, new ways to screw this up are being invented every single day. <laughs> it's like a cottage industry. How do I fuck up this extremely simple program? And once I figure out a new way to fuck up this extremely simple program, how do I put it on the web? <laughs> and say that the program doesn't work. Right. But, uh, you know, that's... But, uh, that's but uh, all, all of your experience, though, allows you to see everything for noise, right? Yeah. Like every time that somebody new posts on the board, like, hey, Rip, my squat's stuck, I'm underweight. Like, you, already, you can read through this big block of text and say, all right, guy's underweight, squatting high, does, you know, whatever. Yeah. The, all these things, because you've just been able to filter out all of the bullshit, because you've just... It, All of the, the meaningless details, you know, about his favorite color and, right. Uh, right. Uh, you know. It, that's just his experience thing, though. That's why the coaches are so valuable. And right. it's, a, I mean, I would love if every starting strength coach had 20 people they were taking through the novice progression because that means then there's, you know, 2,000 people who are no shit going through the novice progression. Correct. Which would be, Correct. which, would be, which adds see. up. To well, uh, so if, if a lot of strong of people in a very short period of time, doesn't it? Sure. And if there's two percent of 360, whatever, whatever the N was that Raculia went through, right. <laughs> effectively we've, right. you know, uh, increased our our uh, the people going through it by you know a thousand, a thousand percent, or thousandfold, or something, you know. So yeah, it's uh, it's a it's an interesting uh, uh, game of. Uh, wishing isn't it that that people would in <laughs> fact do all this shit correctly because in fact it does work pretty well what kind of uh what kind of results do you get from the exact application of our training methods in your personal training clients what, um, what's typical yeah so when you do it right how does it how well does it work right uh we you know it's interesting so we've seen i mean anybody who comes to me 
who hasn't trained before gets on, goes on the starting strength novice progression. And it doesn't really matter if they said they trained CrossFit before or whatever. It's just you're going to start on the novice progression only because I want to see somebody exhaust that first before adding any sort of variables. Right, and, and like 99.5% uh, of the time, uh, you're a novice. Yeah. Just, uh, in, in, in our just, definition of the term novice, you're a novice because you have not exhausted the potential of the process of adding five pounds to last squat workouts day to day. Mm -hmm. You haven't mm -hmm. exhausted that potential until you have. There's no point in doing anything more complicated than that. Right. And so, so what do sure. you typically see? So, if, uh, you know, the people fall within that, you know, the, st the one or two standard deviations for a male of average, you know, proportions, they're going to end up squatting in the high 200s, low 300s for sets across three sets of five across before they, you know, at the end of however many resets, depending on their, you know, where they're at, usually low 200s on a bench and, you know, pressing uh, uh, somewhere in the upper hundreds, you know, hundred anywhere between 155 to 185 usually for three sets of five. If they're a big person, it's going to be higher. If a smaller person, it's going to be less. But And usually pull, you know, <laughs> just the conversation we were having before the podcast, uh, 400 for a set of five, 405 for a set of five is not an unusual, you know, right. LP deadlift, especially in a motivated, you know, uninjured, not old person. Do you um, remember a few months ago, or maybe it was longer ago than that, there is a uh, NBA player by the name of Steph Curry, uh, who was featured in probably some vomit on Sports Illustrated or uh, in Sports Illustrated or on ESPN or on their ridiculous magazine, where this guy was doing 405 for a set of five or six reps on a trap bar. It's a trap bar, of course. It and was. the media went on and on about how incredibly strong this individual was. His strength coach, the, a strength coach at the professional level, regards a professional athlete who can deadlift, not even deadlift, but trap bar, 405 for a set of five as a monster. This yeah. is what you're doing with the lay public. That's what yeah. we do with the lay public in here. Yet, a professional level strength and conditioning coach regards this guy as a freak. And it just, it well, just points up what it points up. It's very interesting what it points up. What it points up is the potential of this program to generate strength in everybody that does it. A, and B, it points out the failure to use this simple approach to strength and conditioning at the highest levels of sports. Now, why do you think there is that gigantic disconnect? We can take, you and I can take people off the street, 19-year-old kids off the street weighing 180 pounds, and get them to a 405 deadlift, and in a matter of a few months, and furthermore, if we haven't done that, we know that the kid's doing something we didn't tell him to do. Yeah, right. the professional levels of, of, of strength and conditioning in professional sports regard this as weird. Well, how, how many What's times do you think? How many times do you think Steph Curry's deadlifted in his life prior to then? Probably, Pro probably not. Probably yeah, never. so, I mean, Probably and the guy's got, I don't know what his vertical was when he's tested, but, I, you know, obviously he's playing at the NBA. He's yeah, a freak. Right? He's going to be above 30. You know he's going to be above sure. 30. So he's explosive. He's a male. I mean, the guy probably, you know, what shortly is he, after he 23, 24? 
I shoot. I don't you know, want to say embarrass be. myself. <laughs> I don't know how old he is. I don't follow the yeah. NBA, but Same. but he's a young man, and he he can't do more than four oh five. And that, you know, oh, that's that's what I'm saying. The first yeah. time you put it on the bar, you teach him how to deadlift. I think he pulls four oh five. I do. Too. Or, or close. Or close. So the thing. So here's the question then. If Steph Curry, we'll assume genetic freak, um, he actually decided, hey, you know what? I want to train. Okay, just just I my outside the my outside basketball training is going to revolve around legitimate strength and conditioning, which is going to be barbell training. All right, it doesn't have to mimic the sport because that's what practice is for. Right, right? Uh, I don't have to do all this extra conditioning because that's what practice is for. Right, uh, I'm not throwing a heavy base basketball because. Yeah, that's what practice is for. So you take this this young man and you say, hey, it's okay if you gain some weight. You'll be okay. What does he end his LP at? It wouldn't surprise me if the guy pulls 500 for a set of five. I'd, I'd be surprised if he wasn't doing mid fives, 545, 555, but with the genetics that he's got. Sure. And then the internet says, the internet will ask, well, does that make him a better basketball player? To that, I respond, I don't know. And, and it... And it I don't know because I'm not sure if him being stronger at his particular position makes him a better basketball player. But I do know that him having that natural level of strength where he could pull 405 for probably reps initially has selected him already to be right. at the elite level. Right. right? So it hasn't hurt him. It no, was, no, it certainly hasn't hurt him. It hasn't hurt him at all, and it's probably responsible for the fact that he's there. It's partially sure. responsible. But exactly. it, In other words, the NBA doesn't select for weak people. Yeah, right. well, right, like, duh, so, you know. So. <laughs> oh, God, you're, oh, you're, you're already pulling 315. We can't use you in the NBA. You're too strong. That'd be cheating. You're you know, we don't cheat in the NBA. So uh, <laughs> they, uh, the, the second thing that the media would be asking uh, in a situation like that where you got the guy up uh, to 545 for five on his deadlift with the perfectly normal approach of five pounds per workout for several months. The, the second thing they would say is, after they asked, well, is it that much uh, to his advantage to be strong? The second thing they're gonna say is, well, uh, was he using steroids? Yeah, I was just gonna say well, that. Of course, of course they're gonna say that because they don't understand that 545 is not that big a deal for a, a guy with a 30-inch vertical that's a freak enough athlete to be in the NBA to begin with. Uh, I would, my, my position on the issue is that if the guy can't, uh, if your strength program can't get him up to 505 here pretty quick, that fire him and get somebody who, uh, yeah, or you're admitting who, who you're can, admitting in that fact, you... play basketball at that level of strength because it ups everybody's game. Different yeah. things happen on the boards when you're that strong. Yeah, or, or you're admitting that you are of the opinion that strength is not above a certain level. It doesn't change the way basketball's played, which right. uh, I guess you could disagree. We just don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I have enough. I don't, I don't know enough about basketball, I guess, to really comment on that. I would say that him being stronger would make him a better basketball player, but, you know, people on the Internet are unkind to the, those kind of opinions. Yeah, so, well, we're going to hear some of them. The thing is, now, the, the media would ask, is he on steroids, right? Right. Which, which begs the question, are steroids cheating? 
At, at some point, everybody if, if who's made it. If steroids are cheating, deadlifts are too, then, aren't they? Well, that's what, right. So if, at some point, everybody who's made it at elite level has made it to where they're at. Had a handful of things. One, they've had an unequal opportunity that you know they've been afforded the opportunity to play or right. to have good coaching to uh, some genetic thing that 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 other people don't have, which is why they're standouts. Right. That's an unequal playing field. Right. So does well, why don't we just level it? You know, the guy who doesn't have the the you know natural level of strength in order to you know uh, 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 leave his peer group. Uh, and be a standout. I don't, what if he takes drugs? You know, what is is that? Well, is it because I, it's outside of maybe the body? we should give Steph Curry estrogen? <laughs> yeah, we, he's too. You're too, he's strong, too strong, Steph. We need to make he's it more strong. like. He's too it, masculine. He's too explosive. There's got to be some anti-strength, anti-explosive therapy we can give him to make it more fair. Yeah. Well, right? he could be a I mean, vegan. Fairness then, is important, right? He could be a vegan and then do endurance training. I mean, that's the closest we could get. Like, it's like a restrictor plate for could, athletics. We could drop his protein intake down below 30 grams a day, yeah. make it all incomplete protein, and have him run eight miles a day. That yeah, would accomplish the same thing without any drugs, because drugs are bad. It's a and restrictor plate for, for, for athletics. The, so the, this, yeah. this issue comes up in female athletics all the time, though, right? Like females with higher levels of testosterone, uh, you know, should they be banned? Should they be banned from competition? I think so. Well, so, so. every fe the more male a female is, the better she's going to be in sport. So uh, more masculine would be narrower hips, broader shoulders, more lean right. body mass. Uh, you know, higher stronger. vertical. Higher, All these higher vertical, better yeah. better neuromuscular deficiency, that sort of thing. Yeah. These male characteristics. Right, uh, and and they're better they're better at sport. And, and you know, some people say, oh well, that, that that's unfair. Fair. Well, yeah, sports are unfair. Somebody wins. Sports should be discontinued, I think. Sports should be sports? banned because, yeah. I mean, if somebody wins, then that means somebody lost. And is that really fair? Uh, yeah. The whole idea, uh, we as a society are having a big war with ourselves right now, aren't we? And these things, yeah. are, these things are, uh, as we go down further down this ridiculous path, uh, of questioning more and more, uh, more and more, uh, 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 what's, what would be the word, uh, enigmas we uncover more and more. No, that's not the right word. Uh, conundrums. How come my vocab, I haven't even had anything to drink today in my vocabulary. It's well, that's suddenly, the problem. Suddenly shrinks. <laughs> He's got a tremor. He's like, <laughs> I, don't a... Have, I haven't had anything. So, uh, what we've what we've got uh, then is a situation where strength uh, strength is interesting, isn't it? As long as everybody agrees that we're not going to be strong, then uh, a four oh five for five deadlift in the NBA can be regarded as uh, as a freak monster level performance. When you and I both know it's not, right? Uh, it's just a Trained the, deadlift in a male. Yeah, just a, it's a it's an introductory trained deadlift in a male. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And uh, it doesn't represent a degree of strength specialization. And this is this is kind of the interesting thing about modern approaches to strength and conditioning that don't involve heavy barbells. Uh, as long as everybody at the professional level has eschewed 
the use of heavy squats and deadlifts, then, you know, I guess that jumping around in the floor, demonstrating the athletic ability, not training it, but demonstrating the athletic ability that got you hired in the first place is sufficient for professional level strength conditioning coaches to do with their kids because everybody has agreed that 405 for five is monster. And as long as this is, continues to be the case, uh, then everything will, will, uh, uh, will go along just fine. But the, the day one of these guys in a position of authority over these players decides that, no, look, you guys, from now on, have, you know, 505 for a set of five is baseline strength, and you guys have got three months to get there. And anybody that doesn't get there is gone. Then, you know, at that point, the bar is raised. Sure. And well, uh, but and everybody's agreed that that's not going to be the bar. So, uh, but and and you're talking about a you know similar group of individuals. These are all young competitive athletes with who are you know blessed in some regard with the some innate strength capacity. So that yeah, five hundred five deadlift is. It's, that's, for set of five is is uh, attainable for our gen gen pop clients. We're going to take them to a four you know low four hundreds set of five for a set of five on a deadlift. I mean that's in a few months. That's been my normal experience. You know if I see a guy who's in the low three hundreds for a set of five on a pole, and that he's stuck there on a linear progression and he doesn't have a previous back injury and he's not five two. Yeah. Right. So right, it either tells me he's underweight. Or small, like one, right. of, one of those two things, uh, or he's just not really training his deadlift. Not training his deadlift. He's not. He's like gets to the end of the. He gets to the end of the. He gets to the end of the session. And he's like, I squatted three sets of five, benched, kind of tired. Yeah, and I had to leave. I didn't have time to do my deadlift today. I'll get him next time. You know, yeah, deadlift, deadlifts are hard, man. I, and it's not. Look, this is not a personal judgment. It's just, I'm just saying that 405 for a set of five to me is, you know, this 18 year old kid who was a scrawny nothing. You know, three months later. And he's he's not a freak. He's a computer programmer now. Like he's not an athlete. Like that's but that's my that's a normal experience, you know. So nothing against computer programmers either. Just saying. Four oh five. They, they know who they are. Yeah. So uh, when, well, when, when, so, so while we're on this while we're on this subject, which is certainly as hell not what we didn't what we'd intended to talk about today, <laughs> but Nick's recording it, so we'll do something with it later. Uh, what do you? I mean, strength is. I mean, why are we even having to have this discussion? Why do you think that there are weight classes in the MMA? Uh, we've got to be mean, fair. I mean, gosh, guys, why is it, if strength is not important, why do we not let the 165-pound guys fight the 275-pound guys? Why is, 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 am I missing something here? What's the primary difference? Well, I know they're, they're taller and bigger, but what does that mean? Why is taller and bigger an advantage? Right. Because they're, well, it's, maybe it's because they're stronger? <laughs> it's, it I, seems kind of I, elementary. It, it know, does seem of. rather elementary to me. Why do we not let men and women play tennis against each other? Unless it's like mixed doubles on Sunday afternoon. But I mean, why, why at the competitive level do, are there men's and women's tennis? Well, that, that's what I actually posed this question on Facebook uh, about a month ago. Yeah. Why are there men's and women's division in sport? So, because people are, have been posting all of this nonsense about, oh, this is not a female. You shouldn't let him compete against, like all this stuff. And, and 
for the record, I, I'm pretty sure that most people who have opinions like that have not are not well enough educated on this issue right. to actually have an opinion. To be entitled to an opinion. Yeah, so they'll right. say so I'll ask them, I'll pose the question, well what is a woman? What does that mean? And they're like, oh, it's a, it's an XX. And I'm like, well, oh, there are some female, you know, there that are some XY X- female. Yeah, and uh, there are X- some XX females who have higher testosterone levels than you know than the XY URI. females. This is a blurry issue, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And, right. Uh, and and then what does that mean, right? Like so so then you know the, the then the common retort is well you're saying there shouldn't be men's and women's divisions, and I'm like. I don't know if I have an opinion on that. I, I think if you're going to say that being more masculine or having a uh, more well-developed uh, musculoskeletal system is an advantage, all right? well, you've got some hard decisions to make about weight classes, about genders. You know, Are you going to have separate divisions? Uh, and then the but but use then of- you've got an easy decision to make about what to do to better prepare for your performance, don't you? Well, right. Exactly. That's exactly. That's where I was going. Right. So if you decide that being bigger and stronger is an advantage, then you have to train in order to get bigger and stronger. Or at least you can. (laughs) At least you have the option available to you, and I don't know why you won't take it. Uh, Who is the, uh, and for several years, been the most dominant women's tennis professional on the circuit? Serena or Venus? It's Serena? Venus? Yes. Well, it's kind of, they don't they trade back and forth? And, uh, you know, I don't want to see on the comments. I don't follow. Sorry. Tennis, but I do okay. know, I do know <laughs> that the Williams girls are the biggest, strongest female tennis players on the circuit right now. Do you think that's relevant? And if you do think that's relevant, then why won't you squat, deadlift, and press? I, <laughs> yeah, if you I, want to be better at tennis, I'm, even. I'm, or better. I'm, under, I'm unclear on this. Mm-hmm. I really am. If, if Barry Bonds had to go sit in front of a Senate committee about <laughs> steroids, what did steroids do? Do they make him smarter? If they'd made him smarter, maybe he'd have figured out a way not to have to go talk to John McCain. Okay. But they didn't make him stronger, did they? They made him stronger. So why didn't he just squat, press, and deadlift? Uh, Was he he lazy? Perhaps. Perhaps he got some bad advice. Uh, But anytime you say uh, steroids, anytime you say weight class, anytime you say men's versus women's sports, what are you talking about? You're talking about strength, aren't you? Right. You're talking about the, the ability to produce force against external resistance. And how do we improve that? Barbells. Right. We squat, hey. we press, we deadlift. With the caveat, you're doing so in a manner or a programming you know, a con- construct that allows and forces that to happen. Right. So. Uh, a girl, a girl this year. Uh, she was top ten. She, I think, she, I think Nick said she got seventh at the games. Brooke Wells. I saw her pull four fifteen for a triple, at a hundred and fifty pound body weight. It's pretty good. There was a guy. Girl. There was a guy at regionals who couldn't pull four oh five for one. 
<laughs> like, <laughs> and the crowd, the crowd is, you know, championing this, come on, man, come on, man. And, uh, you know, they want his spine to explode. That's what they want to see. And so really he's, he's pulling off the ground like this, that far in front of his foot, and, you know. Didn't budge. And, and so, you know, a guy turns around and says, Jordan, you know, what do we, what do you got to do? And I'm like, well, he's got to go back six months and decide that he needs to train the deadlift. He needs to train his lifts in, in a manner that makes them get stronger. So this isn't an imam. <laughs> this isn't <laughs> do sets of 10, all right? This isn't, uh, you know, work up to a one rep max three times a year and just pray that your deadlift goes up. It's incremental loading, regular exposure, until you're strong enough not to have to do that. And what is strong enough? I mean, I guess it depends on your sport, depends on how other things you have going on. Like, But, but it's certainly guy, stronger than not being able to do 405. Yeah, if the seventh fittest woman in, fittest woman in the world can pull 415 for a triple and you're a male and can't pull 405 for one, well, that that's going to be a barrier to entry a problem, for some of it. <laughs> you know. So, in yeah. fact, strength is important, isn't it? Yeah, and, and, an inescapable and conclusion, isn't it? Yeah, and it doesn't have to be complicated. You don't have to have your your uh, proprietary program that you got off some you know guy's blog or paid two hundred dollars a month for this you know wacky zany combination of barbell training and conditioning. You just right. But if paying two hundred dollars a month helps you do the simple version, yep, yep. pay the That's money. The, pay yeah. the money. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's very straightforward. Jordan, thanks for being with us again. Uh, we'll talk more. Thank you for being with us on the podcast. See you next time.